Hello to you and welcome to Mastering Success, hosted by yours truly, Brett D. Scott. Mastering Success is a platform for successful individuals to share their journey, inspire, and give hope to us all. Speaking about hope, if you're interested in reading my triple best-selling book, I Fly, a collaborative anthology of 20 authors sharing their stories of triumph through some very trying adversity, you'll find the link on this page or check Amazon to order. Without further ado, let us turn on the mic, turn up the speakers and listen to this next episode with anticipated excitement. Kevin, welcome. Awesome. I'm happy to be here. And I think that, you know, with my Southern Texas accent, they may hear something different from me. Probably the same thing you say, Brett, but a a little bit different accent might just trigger something. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and by the way, Kevin, um, I can't see it in your car, but someone did say, is he going to have his guitar? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I do have the guitar, but unfortunately, we won't be able to do that on this <laughs> Zoom. So we'll have to schedule one another time. It's actually in the back seat. I've got to perform tonight at this. Uh, we're meeting with some investors, so it's um, it's a very very important uh, event for us, and it, it's all tied around one of my big C goals. And we can talk just a little bit about that later. Yeah, that'd be great. Well, maybe um, if you don't mind, I'd love you to share. So sort of how did how did everything get started, and and maybe. You know, because music is your first love. So maybe mm-hmm. if we start there, how did the journey for you start with that? You know, it's it's really funny, Brett. I, I grew up playing baseball and I wanted to play professional baseball, you know, when I was a little kid. And, you know, I did all the visualizations. I used to see myself on the pitcher's mound in the bottom of the ninth and striking the guy out. And then I'd turn right around. I'd be the guy in the batter's box in the bottom of the ninth, hitting a home run and just living that as a kid. But it, um, it didn't, it didn't pan out for me. I hurt my arm in junior college uh, when I was on a scholarship to, to play. And I realized that I had to make a choice about what I wanted to do. Back then, I didn't understand the mind like I do now. And I just made the decision that I was going to give my scholarship back to the school, let them award it to another deserving uh, player. And I told my coach I was going to take up guitar. And the next time he saw me, I was going to be on CMT. Uh, as a country music singer. And he like, he's like, Weldon, I didn't even know you could sing. And I'm like, yes, sir. And, and Brett, what's really crazy. And I told the story at the matrix, you know, when I, when I was there last March, um, that I told all my friends that I was going to get a recording contract in Nashville in five years. That I, I just, it just came out. I'm going to get a record deal in five years. And Brett, it was five years that I got the record deal. It was five years. I started my first paying job to sing was in June of 1990. And I was sitting in Mike Kerb's office in June of 1995 when he offered me the recording contract. So that was what we call an unconscious competent. I was applying the laws, but I didn't even, I didn't know that there were laws around that. All I knew was that I had a dream. I got attached to it emotionally in my heart. And I could see myself one day being a star a country music singer on stage on country music television, having videos out. And in five years, I signed that contract. And it was two years later that I released my first single and had my first uh, top 40 hit in Nashville. Uh, And we had our first country music uh, video on CMT. And it was really neat because I remember when, um, when I signed the, the record deal, I remember I was flying back to Houston from Nashville. And one of the guys that I played baseball with at my community college, 
was pitching for the Atlanta Braves in the World Series. And I'm like, this is crazy. Here's, here's one of my friends that I played with, you know, Mike Stanton, and he's pitching for the Braves in the World Series in 1995. And I'm in Nashville on the same record label with Tim McGraw, Leanne Rimes, Hal Ketchum, Sawyer Brown, Hank Williams Jr. And it, it just it was it was absolutely unbelievable, Brett, that that uh, that I had that opportunity. But unfortunately for me, as a as a, as a young adult coming from a small town in East Texas, I I took a lot for granted. I didn't understand the power of the mind. I, I had a lot of not healthy thoughts around my career, around myself. And when everything started falling apart, I, I, I was divorced uh, in 97, um, right about the time our first record was released. I had two little girls uh, and I'd moved back to Nashville and it was a, a very difficult time. And within two and a half years, I lost my record deal, my publishing deal uh, and, and, and my dream. And then I went back home to Texas with my tail between my legs and I was reliving over and over all the, the things that went wrong, the regrets. And, and Brett, I had some, some really good things that happened over those next you know, few years. But for almost 20 years, I, I lived that same story over and over in my mind. And I, kept, and I didn't understand how come I kept repeating the same sorts of, of uh, circumstances over and over in my life. But I, I didn't realize I was doing it to myself. And then in 2006, I was introduced to Bob Proctor in the movie The Secret, like a lot of us were. And I was very drawn to the law of attraction. And that, that movie was just, it, it just seemed like magic to me. And I was very fascinated. My heart was drawn to those truths, but I still had the old paradigm running in my head. And, and for years, I would, I would try to apply some of that. I would try to understand. And I talked a mean game like I did understand it. And I would create some really interesting things as an unconscious competent, but I just kept repeating the same over and over, Brett, until, until October, the November of 2018, I saw the Matrix video on YouTube that Bob does. It's an event that Bob does. And something in my heart just, I mean, I, I, I felt it so strongly, Brett, that I was supposed to go to that event. And I was a guy that had big money paradigms. I never would have invested any money on, in personal growth, self-help, nothing. And something said, contact PGI and find out about this event. I contacted PGI. Chris Murray called me. I didn't know anybody that was a consultant like we are now. I didn't know anybody that did this. So the only way you could get the information was to call somebody at PGI. So Chris Murray called me the next day. And I just, I, I was so excited. I couldn't wait for him to call me because I was, I knew I was missing something. You know, I was 51 years old and I knew I was missing something in my life. Maybe I was 52 at that point. But anyway, long story short, he, he, he told me about the matrix. When he told me how much it was, the old me would have run for the hills, you know, scared to death. But I, I was to that point, Brett, where I said, I don't care what what it, what it cost. I have got to go find out what it is that I'm missing. You know, in, in, in Proverbs, it talks about though it costs all you have get understanding. And, and it was about that point, Brett, it was just about cost me all I had at the time, but I invested in myself. I went to that event. I started to understand uh, what Bob was teaching. I got the thinking into results program. Uh, I, Bob heard me singing, asked me to, uh, to come out to Los Angeles to perform at the paradigm shift. He wanted to introduce me to Phil Goldfine. I went out there. I met the love of my life at that event, Natalie. We just got engaged uh, last month. 
I'm, I'm, I'm turning 54 in about two weeks, Brett. I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm happier than I've ever been. I've, I'm engaged to the love of my life. My music career is exploding. I've, I've got a, a, a new company that I'm launching with some amazing, amazing people that have had massive success uh, that we're going to be launching a new company. And I'm also ske- uh, scheduled to be on uh, one of the award-winning uh, talent nationally broadcast television talent shows. I can't give you the name of it right now, but this is supposed to happen in 2021. So it, I, I've experienced change, Brett, in the last year and a half that, that some people would call magical. And it's all because I finally took the time and invested in me to find out who I really am, what I'm truly capable of, how the mind works. And, and this thinking into results program is the best program in the world to help people understand the mind, how powerful it is and how we can truly create the very circumstances, attract the very things, the very people, the resources, the connections, the opportunities in to live the life that we truly desire to live. We can reshape our bodies. Natalie, my fiance, was over 200 pounds with both of her children. She went through uh, TIR. She, she uh, at the age of 40 years old, Brett, she finished number three in the world in the professional women's fitness bodybuilding category, competing against women half her age with no kids. 120 pounds on stage, completely reshaped her body and, and attracted the love of her life in me. And we are truly living just an, an amazing, magical journey, Brett. And if I could encourage anybody that's listening to this message, please reach out to Brett. He can answer questions for you. You, you, you may have your, your, your paradigm may kick in. You may get a little fear, a little terror barrier kick in. But schedule some time with Brett. Brett's got some answers. He can answer some questions. We can show you how to get this very program that has shifted our life so dramatically, and you can truly go and create the very life that you want. It's unbelievable what can happen if you have the desire to do that. You know, uh, <laughs> you've actually surprised me, um, not by talking about me, but you've surprised me because I didn't know some of that. I knew a little bit, but I didn't know the whole story. And uh, mm. what was really resonating with me, and I can see Nathan, who is actually one of my clients, has mentioned, so great to, so great to hear that age has no bearing on, uh, no. On, where, on where your better life can start. You know, and, <laughs> and, and that's, you know, I don't know if I told you, but that's often what I'm, Preaching to people is I'm often saying I'm I'm going to be one of the I am the world's first uh, late bloomer thought leader, and the reason I say that is because I say I never truly had the success like I do now. I did have success, but like you, <laughs> but for me it was like oh my god, finally I understand. And you were saying like I was like, did we have a chat about this? We definitely didn't, yeah. because the things that you, you you've just said are the things that I often say to all my clients, anyone that reaches out to me, is exactly that. And by the way, just for anyone watching, <laughs> this is not an advertisement to do anything with me or Kevin. Um, but you know, I love that you shared it because I think it is so vitally important. Whether and look, we are <laughs> we are big supporters of Bob Proctor, and you know, he. I often say that you know. Bob has saved my life and now I get to save other people's lives. Mm. But regardless of whether people like Bob or want to do this program, it doesn't matter. This is not an advertisement for that at all. But what it is is to say, you know, if you're not living the life that you want, if you're not truly living the life that you imagined you could, 
then you got to do something about it. And you said it, you said it right at that point where you said, I'd never invested in myself. That's exactly, that's why I was going, yep, look over here. Yeah. You know, I wasn't doing it either. That was a big mistake that I was making through life was not investing in myself. Yeah. And it's, yeah. you know, people might go, you know, what does that do? It's got so many ramifications. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's like saying I am backing myself to win. Yeah. I am backing myself to win. And, and with that, don't be reckless. Like choose, you know, if it's not Bob Proctor, you might like Tony Robbins, you might like sure, yeah, exactly. Dr. Joe Vitale, whoever it is, it doesn't matter. Like mm-hmm. find someone that has done, has done what you think is amazing and go, how did you do it? And don't just ask for free advice, actually invest invest in them. You know, they've got something to teach you, pay them. They're worth it. <laughs> You'll get a return yes. on your investment like you wouldn't believe. You know, Kevin's not, um, you are a special person, but you're not special in the, in the fact that, you know, you were able to do it because you had these special skills. No. And, it, and I don't know if you heard it the other day, um, Bob said, uh, well, maybe it was Doug. No, it was Bob. Bob said, you know, if this, if this work was hard, both, both Doug and myself would not have would not have succeeded. We would not be a success in this industry if it was hard, if it was difficult, if you needed a really educated mind. You don't need to be educated. It doesn't matter what age you are. So anyway, I'm sorry, you just got me really excited. I mean, I'm going to oh, get no, it. No, that's okay, Brett. I'm going to get it. Yeah, but the thing about it is, is you know, when the, the person said something about the age, listen, that held me back, Brett, for years because I felt like I had missed my opportunity. In Nashville, if you listen to what the executives say, if you listen to what the song pluggers and the managers and the publishers, they're all saying that Nashville is looking for the young, you know, and, and once you hit the age of 30, 32, you're, you're, it's too late for you. Listen, it's only too late if you believe that it's too late. That is the key. You know, there have been examples of others, Brooks and Dunn, Kenny Rogers. There have been, you know, uh, David Ball. There are other guys that have done it in, in their later years. I plan on being the oldest, but then they're going to say, oh, well, you had a record deal back in the 90s, so you don't count. But listen, for 20 years, I thought that I had missed my chance and that it was too late for me. And I found other ways to go and express myself musically. And I I created my own entertainment company. I started writing outdoor comedy parody songs, and I did very well with that for about 14 years. And that was another way that I was an unconscious competent. Because it was something that started out as a joke that turned into a company that wound up basically providing me a great livelihood for about 14, 15 years. But in my heart of hearts, I didn't want to be known as a comedy parody, uh, Weird Al Yankovic kind of guy. I wanted to be known for my serious music, for, for my heart and for my passion for sharing love and light with the world. And so when, when I got on this journey... I went to the matrix to find out I had three, three things that I wanted to go find out. One, did I still have the passion and the desire to chase and and chase isn't the right word to, to go after my music career. And secondly, I wanted to find the love of my life. Okay. Cause I'd been, it'd been almost five years since I'd been in a serious relationship and I wanted that more than anything. And thirdly, I had this concept of starting my own company in the direct sales industry and I, I, cause I'd risen to the top in the compensation of three companies, you know, throughout the course of my, uh, of, of my 30 years of being in, in direct sales. And that was something I always did on the side and my own, the side money was, was usually more than my music money, you know? So I, I was very serious about that, but I thought I would, one of these days I would want to create my own company so I could do things the way I felt they should be done instead of building somebody else's dream. So 
I'm, I'm excited to say, Brett, that all three of those things are happening in my life. Right now. One, I've met Natalie, the love of my life. I've, I've met her, so we're, we're engaged to be married. I, um, my music career is, is I've got a new album that I just released. I've just uh, released two new music videos. Um, I've got a tour in Ireland plan that we're planning for 2021. Uh, that the big talent, talent show, television show coming up in 2021. And then this new company, it's called MindWorks with two X's, M-I-N-D-W-O-R-X-X. It's, it's, it hasn't launched yet. We won't be launching the company until the first quarter of 2021, but it's going to be within the mindset community. And it's something that's never been done before. And we are very excited about that. I'll be able to share more as we get further down the road with it. But it, it, I share all this, not, not to say, look at me, but to say, yes, look at me because I want people to know that it's possible. If it's possible for one person, it's possible for anybody that's, that puts their mind to it. Bob Proctor, I just resonate with Bob. I love Tony Robbins. I love Les Brown. I love Mary Morrissey. I, I love, uh, there are a lot of, Mind Valley. there's a lot of great information out there. I resonated with Bob because I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those kind of guys that if I'm going to learn this, I want to learn this from the guy that's been doing it for the longest time. And I just look at Bob and I'm thinking, this guy's 86 years old. He's been studying this information for almost 60 years. And I'm like, this guy's got wisdom that I want to learn from. And so I just gravitated towards Bobby's. He's, he's kind of like a grandfather figure to me. And I just gravitated towards him and his programs. And again, it's not an advertisement for TIR for thinking the results. But the thing I loved about that program is it's, it's laid out in, a, in an order that I can understand, that I can follow step by step, how to understand, how to reprogram. And it's like he says, you truly need a telescope to look back on your life after you, after you go through this and you understand. But you start to get creative in ways that you never were before. All of those limiting beliefs that you had about yourself that you remove those, you recognize those for what they are. They're thieves in your mind trying to steal your, your future from you. They're trying to get you to live in the past. They want you to focus on what you're looking at right now. And when you do that, you just, you just continue to repeat the same process over and over and over. And I wanted to finally get it figured out, Brett. And once I did my intuition, well, that's another thing, the intuition, you know, you, you learn how to listen to that and it, and it guides you. And you'll get ideas of somebody to call or somewhere to go, or I shouldn't go right now to this restaurant. And then you find out later that there was a wreck. You, you, it's, I'm telling you, I don't want to get in all the, some people think it's weird, but man, I'm going to tell you, I have experienced and Natalie has experienced some things, Brett, that people would, would say that is crazy. What a coincidence. No, it's not a coincidence. What you're seeking is seeking you. The, the law of attraction, it, it's real. When you can see something in your mind, when you can connect to a dream in your heart and you can cr uh, crowd out that voice that says, who do you think you are? You're not smart enough. You're too fat. You're too skinny. You don't have enough money. Your daddy wasn't a doctor. You know, all you're too old. All these things, you crowd that out and you focus on what you want. Use your imagination to focus on what you want and picture in your mind what you want, not what you're afraid of, not what the world is clamoring about, but what you want. And you will start to draw in the very things that you need to get you to those next steps. Steve Jobs says it, you can't connect the dots looking forward. 
You can, but you can sure connect them looking backwards. So as you step out in faith towards in the direction of your dream and you hold it firmly in your mind, what you want to happen, you get rid of those negative thoughts that are trying to steal that from you. And a lot of it's your own self-talk. It's, it's self-talk that you were programmed with. You get that out. You only focus on what you want. You have someone that understands mindset, somebody that's got the, the, the wisdom and the, the awareness and the understanding that can help guide you, that can help you know, answer questions, hold you accountable, be there when you, when you, when you struggle, because you're going to have times that you're going to struggle and you're going to start to, to doubt. But surround yourself with great people. Get in uh, mastermind groups of, of like-minded people that understand, that will encourage you to keep taking those next steps. And you'll eventually get to a place where you're like, I got it. I got it. And nothing will stop you from going and living the life that you want. And investing in yourself is the safest, wisest, most uh, profitable investment you will ever make because you are investing in you, not somebody outside of you, but within yourself. And when you get this understanding, there's truly nothing that can stop you from living the life you want except for your own wrong thinking. Love it. <laughs> I love it, mate. I appreciate your, uh, your preaching that. Um, I can never preach that enough as well. And in fact, uh, you know, in what, 34 minutes, I'm running a masterclass to uh, pretty much give people all, like I've got a recipe for success like you, <laughs> and I'm going to be delivering it. Um, but mm. this is, yeah, as you said before, and as I've said, this is not an advertisement for anything we do work-wise, but what it is, um, this Mastering Success is really about you because you're my special guest. And I've got, I've got a question here from Mick. Mick actually, funny okay. enough, got me started. He actually <laughs> pressured me to do this, like to do this yeah. uh, vodcasting. So I'll always be grateful to him. Um, he said, love them both, Bob and Tony. Question, when did you start learning, uh, when did you start to learn singing? And was there a... You know, oh, sorry, for, he said, for me, Mick, Okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, he, he had another part to it. Was there a close family member or friend that sang a lot around you? And when did you yes, start with yes. instruments? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. My, my father used to sing to us every night before we would go to bed, Mick. And, and it's something that I will always remember. We, we loved that when my dad would come in and sing to us at night. My grandfather, my, my dad's dad, Papa Weldon, uh, grew up wanting to be like Hank Williams when he was a kid. And he had this old cheap guitar and he played harmonica and he played guitar and he had a, a, a fiddle or violin. I never heard him play the fiddle or violin. That was, that was when he was younger. But, but I remember my papa used to, uh, used to um, that, that was his dream. And then my dad sang in the church choir and he would sing to us. And when he was in, um, when my dad was in Korea, he was in the, in the army and he was there right after the Korean war. And he and several of his, uh, 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 you know, uh, buddies were in this uh, club and, and, and this is, I hate to say this cause you know, kind of turned, it makes my dad look like a music pirater, but they would, they would, they got in this music club and they didn't have a lot of money. And one of the guys would buy the selection of the month. And it was these old reel to reel tapes that you'd play on a reel to reel machine. Well, they had a way to copy those. And so they would cop the one of them would buy it and then they would copy it for the other guys in the group. And then the next month, one of the other guys would buy it and they would copy it. And my dad had this box full of these old reel-to-reel tapes. And after he would sing to us at night, my dad would put on those old reel-to-reel uh, uh, tapes 
and play those until we went to sleep. And it would be like a lot of the classical music, you know, like tiny bubbles in the wine and strangers in the night and just all kinds of, a lot of instrumental stuff. And so I always, we, we had music in our home, you know, from the time I can remember. And, and I would sing along to the radio. I remember in, I think it was probably in about 1977, I was probably 11 years old. And I remember rec- I had one of those shoebox recorders and I remember playing on the, the local uh, radio station. It was KLUF in Lufkin, Texas. And they played, they played country. They played, you know, pop, rock. They played, it was, it was like a little bit of everything. And I remember recording the song, The Long Run by the Eagles. And I recorded it on my little cassette tape. And I would stop it and play it. I would write out the words to The Long Run. And, and I used to sing that. I wouldn't sing it in front of anybody. Nobody knew that I was doing this. And I would sing, and I'd learn all these songs, and I'd learn the like the music, like the guitar licks, and and like some of the Boston songs, and I could just I could I could sing it, the the guitar lick, you know, you know, just hum it or or you know, bear bear whatever like that, and I could and I could harmonize with sounds. I, I would make a game of harmonizing with different sounds that I would hear around the house, whether it be you know the the blender or the vacuum cleaner or the doorbell, any sound that I would hear, I would get on pitch with it. And then if it was a constant sound, you know, which is really weird, like the, like the sound of a, my mom vacuuming, I would get on pitch with it. I would hum and then I'd start picking out all these different harmony parts. It was a game to me. And I never realized that that was training my ear for what would, what would be a, a career in music on down the road. So yeah, it was, um, it was my father, you know, it was my father and him singing to us and, and the, the music that we would listen to. And, and again, I just, I loved it, but I never, I was, where I grew up, if you if you were in the band, you were a sissy. If you sang in the choir, you were a sissy. You only you you had to play sports, run track, and and I wish that it wasn't that way. But that was some of the paradigms that we grew up with, and so I would just keep that to myself. Even though I love to sing, I would just keep it to myself. That's awesome, <laughs> and it's uh, you know even when I was hearing you talking about the music that was playing, you know that's programming as well when we're a young yes. a young child, you know, and especially if you enjoy it, you know, you take it in. Actually, I shouldn't say, especially if you enjoy because sometimes we don't enjoy things and it gets programmed into us and then we've yeah. got to program it out. So well, what uh, was really cool though, yeah. Brett, is I knew what I didn't like. Yep. I knew the songs that I didn't like, but there weren't very many of those. I mean, I like classical. I like uh, pop. I like some some of the rock songs. I, I was a really big 80s rock, of course. You know, I'm, I'm in high school by, you know, by the mid-80s. And so, you know, all those big 80s rock bands were like, just, you know, absolutely. And people used to make fun of me because the Bee Gees and Air Supply were like my, some of my favorites. And I could sing, I could literally sit down right now and probably sing you all of their big hits. I mean, I can't necessarily play them on the guitar, but I can still remember <laughs> the melody and the words to almost all those songs because I listened to them so much. But I, I wasn't real crazy about the real hard punk uh, acid rock. I, I didn't, that, that sound, it just didn't, it, I like the melody. I like the melodic sounds and that real heavy grungy sound that just didn't, it didn't resonate in, in, in my heart. So not that yeah. there's anything wrong with it, it just wasn't my preference. And yep. for me, country music, here's another really, really interesting fact that, that I haven't shared with much. When I was a senior in high school, we had a, what we call twerp week. And it's where the girls get to ask the guys out on a date. This girl asked me out on a date and she took me to a George Strait concert. And I was absolutely not a country music fan. I'm like, I kind of liked the girl, but like, you know, I guess it'd be all right to go to a George Strait concert. The only song I knew was Amarillo by Morning. 
And so I was like, as soon as Amarillo by morning, he plays that, I'm going to tell her I'm ready to go. And as it turned out, Brett, we wound up having one of those real rare uh, uh, East Texas snows. We don't get very much snow in East Texas. And I think we got two or three inches. And so the roads were going to be kind of slippery. So that was my real reason for, you know, getting her to leave the concert early. But after Amarillo by morning was over, we left. And now I'm like, George Strait was probably my biggest influence and still is once I got into country music when I was 21 years old. So that's one of those things that you look back and say, God, I wish that I would have stayed for that whole concert. But You know, um, yeah, and look, <laughs> I'm sure many of us have had moments where we go, why did I, why did I do that? You know, like Bob often mm. says, you know, through his life, you know, you know better. <laughs> well, actually, yeah. you didn't know better at that time about the music. Right. But uh, look, I'm, I'm really loving everything you're sharing. And as I said to you, because I asked you, which way do you want to go? Do you want to have it ad lib and sort of add some stuff as you're thinking about it, you know, and I think that's good. And then that way people can be thinking about, uh, and I've I've pre-framed them at the start, make sure you're thinking about some questions because we've got, I'm going to say another 15, 16 minutes um, to go. So I'd love for any of you, if you've got any more questions like Mick has, feel free to pop them in. Now, uh, Kevin's already shared that he is an entrepreneur has been for quite some time, especially in the network marketing MLM side of things. So maybe um, give us some insights into how that all started. When did you sort of get started with that? Yeah, well, I mean, hey, think about it. At the end of the day, wouldn't everybody love to have some extra money coming in? I mean, that's how it was presented to me when I was 19, 20 years old, and I got into Amway. I didn't know anything about it. Um, I didn't make any money. You know, I was trying to sell at the, back at that time, I was trying to sell Encyclopedia Britannicas, all right? You know, here is a kid right out of high school trying to go and sell Encyclopedia Britannica's in home. I didn't sell one single set. I got frustrated. I quit, you know, and then a few years later, I got introduced to another uh, network marketing company that had like, like um, cell phone and internet service. And then after that, it was some skincare. And after that, it was, it was always something, but I was always fascinated by the, the, uh, you know, the passive residual income, you know, building, uh, building a, 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 a business where you recruit some people and you help them and then you help them and you help them and you have a, a residual that comes in every month. And so I was very, uh, I absolutely love that the concept, but finding the right company at the right time, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of hit or miss. You know, there's so many, op, you know, there's so much option out there for different companies and, and, over the years, Brett, I've, I've been a part of, I, I counted up one day, I think I've been a part of six different companies in 30 years. And the last three companies that I've been a part of, I rose to the top uh, three in income earners. The last company I was with, I was the number one income earner. And what I've learned over all these years, and, and the reason that I am launching the company that I'm launching is because it doesn't matter. This is just my take, okay? It doesn't matter how good the product is. It doesn't matter how good the leadership is, how good the compensation plan is, what kind of system they have. Um, if, if a person doesn't have the right mindset, only a very, very small percentage of people have ever made the kind of money that they go bragging about that attracts people into the business. Oh, you can make $30,000 a month. You can make $200,000 a year, all this, you know, but a, in, in reality, only a very, very small percentage of people ever make six figures in network marketing. And it's usually the ones who have been doing it for a long time that have built up a big base of people or it's people that understand mindset. If you understand mindset, 
There's no limit to what you can create. And then here's another thing. When you truly understand mindset, more than likely you're going to go and you're going to create your own dream and not go build somebody else's. And so, so when we, when we came together to, to, uh, to found this company that we're launching and, and here's another thing. We talked about this, about how when, you, when, you're, um, when you're seeking something, what you're seeking is seeking you, and you attract the right people. Ten years ago, I got involved in P90X, you know, the workout uh, beach body. And I, had a, I was dating a girl that they, they all were doing P90X, and so I said, I want to do that. I did P90X, and I lost like 15 pounds and got, got really good shape, and I absolutely loved it. So fast forward, a few, after we broke up, fast forward a few years, I did it again and I lost 20 pounds. And, and, and then I, I fast forward again, I started working P90X again. This is the old one, okay, with Tony Horton. When I reached out, when I decided, when, when, when coronavirus hit and I knew that I wasn't going to be on this television show until next year, I'm like, well, sure, I consider and build my consulting business. But the other thing I was thinking about was starting my own company. So I reached out to a really good friend of mine who's a consultant. I told him what my vision was, what I wanted to do. He goes, I got a guy you need to talk to. He says, his name is Chris Simonian. Um, he used to be with, uh, with uh, Beachbody. And my, my eyes got this big. I said, really, Beachbody? He goes, yeah. He goes, he built that from scratch, Team Beachbody. Took it to $450 million in six years. And he's looking for something to do. So my great close friend, Rick, got me and Chris together. And within five minutes, Chris and I hit it off and we founded, you know, MindWorks and we've attracted some amazing people. So we we'll, we'll talk more about that later. But for me, we want to help people understand. We don't want to, we don't want to go compete with other network marketing companies, but what we want to do is we want to support all companies by helping people understand mindset, the power of the mind and in a way that hasn't been done before. And you'll see more as this comes out, you know, after the first of the year, Brett, but it's, it's been a very, uh, it's just been a truly magical experience over these last four or five weeks. And with what's happening right now, I mean, the people that we're meeting with here in New York, bro, if I told you who we're meeting with, you guys would not believe it, but there's some things I just can't talk about right now. But man, when you, when you, when you get an idea and you connect to it in your, in your heart, and you, and you start to see little things come together, your, your faith increases, your belief increases, and nothing, nothing can stop you. And that's where we're at right now. We've that's had awesome. a couple of setbacks, but, but we, also, we also know that these pieces wouldn't have come together if there wasn't something here. And we're certainly not going to let it be one of those uh, ideas that, that, uh, that dies on the vine. I know it won't be. (laughs) I know it won't be. You know, and look, this is the thing, and I was going to say earlier, um, for anyone that's out there thinking, you know, how do I get my own success, you know, and we've said it before, you just need to, and we've got some more questions coming for you as well, which is good. Um, We've said it before, right? You, if you don't make a decision to do the work, and often what happens for some people definitely happened for me. You have a breakdown to have a breakthrough. You don't need to go through a breakdown. You just need to make a decision, you know, and you got to a point, you made a decision, you felt, you know, you felt at that point, some intuition, a gut feeling, I'm going to do this. And, you know, it's a big investment, you know, they're the best ones because what happens when you make a big investment is you go, 
I need a return on my investment. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I'm, yeah. I don't know about you. I was thinking, I need a return on my investment. Yes. I've got to make this work. No yes. longer am I going to, I don't want to go through the same pattern of self-sabotage that I definitely went mm. through for 40 odd years. And by the way, <laughs> I was going to say this earlier too. I can't believe you're 50 let alone 54, well, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the hell? You know, it's, 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 you're looking good. Um, my, I've got daughters that are 31 and 33 years old. And I, as a matter of fact, I just spent the night with Ashley. She lives in Waterbury, Connecticut. And I got to see her last night. And my oldest daughter, Sarah, is uh, she is actually back home in Texas right now. But, you know, I, I started early. and But here's the deal, Brett. I love, I love me. I've forgiven myself for everything that I've ever done wrong in the past. I, I'm happy in my heart. I have that peace that surpasses all understanding. And I've seen enough proof that the power of the mind is the, is the answer. God has given all of us that ability. We just have to, to get rid of all the junk that's been dumped in there all these years about who you are and what you can and can't do. Um, one, one thing real quick before I forget, because I forgot a while ago, but the age thing was <laughs> yeah. what, what really got me. And, and, you know, somebody said, it's nice to know that it's never too late. It's not never too late. There's so many examples of people, you know, in their 50s, 60s, even 70s that have gone on to create massive success. So I, I just, uh, I'm just so thankful, you know, for, for the opportunities. I'm thankful for my life. I live with gratitude in my, in my heart every day. And I think that's uh, one of the big keys to, to staying young is I don't stress. Stress yeah. is a killer. And stress doesn't do anybody any good. So I re- I've removed all the stress out of my life. I don't I don't live with stress. If something starts to stress me out, I ask myself, why are you stressed out? And I immediately go to what I'm thinking about. And if it doesn't serve what I'm looking for in my future, I just I just block it out. I replace it with what I want. That's awesome. I love it. I love Not it. easy to do, but once you get to the habit of doing it, everything changes. This is it, right? You know, this is why you got to build some mental muscle, and this is why you need help. You know, I was often, yeah, that was like you, you said it as well, like it, that was one of the biggest mistakes I made going through life was not asking for help, you know, not and not having someone keep you accountable, <laughs> someone that you actually feel like you need to be accountable to because then you build that mental muscle and you can make these decisions so much easier. It doesn't mean it's easy, but easier, um, you know, because we, we're all going to hit that proverbial terror barrier, that invisible wall of fear that we go, uh, most, <laughs> and most people, when you're unconscious, like you mentioned before, we hit that wall and we go, no, it's too hard. Go back to comfort. Go back to comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I've got a couple of questions and I've got seven minutes sure. till I really have to go. Um, so I'm prepared for my event, my masterclass, become your yes. own superhero, like some of these guys behind here. Um, so... I'll give you a couple of questions. I'll give you one from Facebook because I saw Jeanette um, has posted something. She said, what was the scariest moment in your life career and what did you do to move through it? Oh, man, I've had lots of scary moments, lots of scary moments. I remember when I lost my recording contract and I lost my publishing contract and I hung around in Nashville for six months waiting for my producer to call me back and he never did. And I ran out of money and I charged up all my credit cards. And, and you want to talk about, you know, getting to the bottom of the barrel you know, I mean, I had to basically, you know, um, uh, terminate my lease early, load up a trailer and haul my stuff back home with my tail between my legs. And, you know, I, I had to, I had to experience uh, a few months of that, of being in a low place. Um, and then having people encourage me to say that you're, you're too good for this. You've got too much talent to, to, to just sit around and do what you're doing. And I, I guess, having the desire to 
live a better life and, and, and give yourself the possibility that, that it could happen, but you know, good and well that it's not, if you stay where you are and, and ask for help. That's another scary thing to do is ask for help, ask, you know, and I'm not saying ask somebody to pay your bills and, 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 you know, pay your car and all I'm talking about the real kind of help, not, not give you fish, but teach you how to fish. And so I had to learn how to swallow my pride and, and, and be okay with not knowing everything and not being the, 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 the superstar that people thought I was because, you know, where I grew up, Brett, you, you, you run up on CMT and people think you're a millionaire. And that's not the case, you know, just because you get a recording contract doesn't mean you're a, a famous millionaire, but a lot of people looked at me and I wanted to uphold that image. So I, I lived a lot of my life portraying uh, myself as, as more successful than I really was. If people knew some of the low points in my life, you know, sleeping in my truck, you know, cause I didn't have money to buy a hotel and some of the things, you know, like when I was on the road going from city to city to make enough money to pay my bills. I mean, people would be shocked to hear at some of the struggles I've had, but at the end of the day, I remember Les Brown saying, life, is that you? You know, whenever things would really get going bad, he would recognize it as, as I'm alive. And anytime you feel, especially that, whether it's highs or lows, it's a reminder that you have a breath in your body and that you are still alive and that you have a dream of getting out of that. And, and so as long as you have hope, you know, you can, you can overcome anything, but surround yourself with people that have been there that can relate to you and can help guide you. That's, that's the best advice I can give you is to surround yourself with people that have the information and the understanding that you want and that have the success that you're looking for. that can guide you and tell you what they did. That's, that's the best advice I could give anybody. I love that. Yeah. And it's so true, especially if you're, you know, a musician, an artist, any of those things, you know, I was saying that to one of my clients today, who's, who's asked a question and I'll, and I'll speak to her later on uh, and remind her what I said to her, which was exactly that, you know, mm-hmm. what, like she's an artist and a really good one. I said, reach out to other artists who have got the success that you want, ask mm-hmm. them, what did they do? Ask them, you know, if, if they can give you any tips, any advice, you know, and if someone's offering to teach, like invest in them, invest in them to do that, you know, art galleries, you know, go and talk to as many as you can, find out what you need to yeah. do. That's the thing, you know, because you mentioned it before, uh, especially on this second time round, and actually this is, you know, I'm sure you probably think it, like this is now true success. It's not the success of being, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> potentially, you know, top of the country and Western charts, N- not like that. What it means is like your success is that you've actually finally figured out how to be in control of your own life. Yes, you're in control yes, now. It's yes, no longer unconscious yes. competent. You're you're in control. Yes. And look, I'm, I'm bringing not it. waiting for somebody outside of me to give me a break. No. And that's what I did for 20 years. I waited for somebody to give me a break. So now yeah. I realize I can create my own breaks as long as I can see it and focus on it, connect my heart to that and, and be persistent, be willing to say I need help, ask for it, surround myself with the right people, invest in myself. And there's nothing, nothing that you can't do. I agree. And look, I've got two minutes and I, I actually, <laughs> I'm disappointed that I've, that I've got an event straight after because I would love to just keep going and, with and, you. Hey, and I do too, Brad. I've got yeah. a 6.30, so I'm 40 minutes actually, there, so I'm going to be cutting it close too. Do you know what we're going to do? I've never let's done plan this. A Q, let's plan a Q&A yeah, session. Yeah. I've ne- and because look, we've got all these questions coming through and actually I'll give you one, <laughs> I'll give you one question from my mum because she's just out there. She loves country and Western music. She's saying, are you coming to Australia? 
Oh, I would absolutely love to go to Australia. So that day will happen. I just don't know how soon it will be. But whether it's with my music or whether it's with MindWorks, absolutely, we have a huge yeah. goal for, for Australia. Yeah. And funny enough, I've got someone, actually, I've got someone you know, Jenny, who lives across the river from me. Yes, yes. Yeah, so Jenny, Jenny, uh, Jenny loves her music and she loves her country music. I think yes. she's going to Nashville uh, shortly. She's going on a plane tomorrow. Um, but yeah, what we're going to do, okay, what we're going to do, because I've got one minute, we are going to organise a Q&A during the week. Um, I'll give you, I'll give everyone some notice. So hold those questions. Yes. I know you've got quite a few other ones coming through and just for your knowledge, like we get some questions, but I've never had this many questions coming through. And I know some people are sort of holding back as well. So I think this is going to be great. This will be something special. Kevin's going to give a Q and a, it can be on anything mm -hmm. that's going on. Cause yeah. I see one um, question, which I could answer, but I'm not going to, which is what is your secret to success? Um, yeah. You know, there's, and look, there's so many others that are coming through. So look, understanding it's understanding. It's understanding, get understanding and all you do get understanding. That's okay. the secret. That is the secret understanding. You've got to have understanding of how your mind works and what you're truly capable of doing. Well, look, um, <laughs> I appreciate you giving that. And look, um, we've got to end it here. Um, <laughs> Nicola's saying, you're coming to England? She, he's going to yes. Ireland, so it's pretty close to you, Nicola. Um, mm -hmm. Now, uh, we will, I'll, get, I'll reconnect with you. During the week, I'm yes. going to advertise it. We're going to do a special Q&A with, with Kevin Blake Weldon. Uh, make sure you... And I'll bring my guitar this time. Yeah, and make sure you reach out to your friends and family and he'll bring his guitar. So you're going to hear some amazing yes. music. Yes. My, my yes. mum was we'll clapping. Do, we'll do a then. couple of songs. We'll <laughs> oh, make, we'll do a we'll couple of songs. We'll do a couple of what? songs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my we'll Lord. Make okay. a couple of songs. Yeah. This is awesome. All right. Well, I've got to go. You've got to go. Thanks again, Kevin. <laughs> Take care. And as they say in show business, that's a wrap. Well, I truly hope you enjoyed this episode and remember to subscribe and click on the bell to stay tuned for the next installment. And remember, as I always say, leave at least one person today with the impression of increase. That means have them leaving you feeling better off having spent time with you than not. And hopefully that's exactly what I've done with you today.